1: Zero bonus episode number six starts now. I can't believe we're finally doing this one. This is Spider-Man No Way Home. Spoiler review, breakdown, Easter eggs, theories, conspiracy theories. Mysterio was right. No, he wasn't. Uh, This is the episode we've all been waiting for. It's finally here. I am Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson.
0: Hey, everybody. This episode is going to be so much fun, I can tell.
1: Woo, I don't
2: know how we're going to we need 24 hours to do it. We got 45 minutes. Yep. Aaron Perrine, how you doing? Directly joining from the last episode that never ended, if you've been following <laughs> on Twitch. Or yep. BD tried to have us going until it was here. We're
3: finally here. Let's yep. go. We're here. We're here. And we have Chris Killian on the program. That's right. got ourselves a banger today, man. I'm still riding on that adrenaline high from last night's roller coaster. This is going to be amazing.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Chris Chris sat directly behind me in the theater last night. He just kept kicking my chair every time I oh. got excited. My neck. I woke up this morning like, oh, <laughs> which was the whole movie. Now uh, uh, this, is got, guys, this is full spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is only available in podcast form because we don't want to broadcast spoilers into your feed. So thank you for joining us in podcast form. Thank you for sharing the show. Uh, we're trying to get some guests on to talk about this movie. Uh, we've had no luck yet, but uh, hopefully we can turn that around and get a cool Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, excuse you. you. Uh, uh, hello.
3: Hello. I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you very can you much.
1: Really, can we just take a second? It feels like just yesterday... We didn't even have a poster or a trailer for Mm -hmm. this movie, and we were like, show us the movie, and then it leaked, and then they gave us all those terrible posters, and now we know Toby and Andrew are in the movie, uh, you know, surprising all of us, just truly shocking us. Um, So there's your first spoiler. All right, we're going to go around with full reactions to the movie. Uh, We basically are just going to put a minute on the clock because I know we can go all day, and that's what we're going to do right now. This is just first impressions, like give us your review.
3: Chris, you're at the top of my visual board here. Chris, what would you think? Well, first off, I am now appreciative of the terrible posters because they really <laughs> brought my expectations for the movie down. And then I went in and just, bam, this this to me, like I want to see it a couple more times before I make a definitive statement. Um, but it, this is a weird one, because I, I, I genuinely think this is the probably the best Spider-Man movie ever. But you cannot appreciate this movie without having seen all the other Spider-Man movies So it's, it's, it's strange. I, I, uh, but before this, like civil war was my favorite, um, MCU movie and it still might be, I don't know. Like I said, I want to see it a few more times, but, um, this is the most like comic book movie. I don't know how you could not love this movie. It's fantastic. Jenna,
0: I, I still like, we, I shared my initial reactions on Wednesday and seeing it again a second time, I was like, does any of the hype wear off? Does any of it kind of get like, are there are there plot holes that start to pop up when you see it again a second time? Absolutely not. Like the the high of seeing it in a packed crowd was just exhilarating. Like, I want to feel that as soon as possible. Again, I'm going to go see it a, a, so many times this weekend. Like I. It is not only just such a fun experience in the theater and such a communal, cathartic, just emotional experience, but it is just, it is such a good movie when you break down like the nitty gritty of it, which is very surprising. Because if this movie had all of the boxes checked that we wanted it to, and it was still just okay at the end of the day, it would probably still be, everyone would be screaming about it. But it also just is a very great movie. Like this is easily my second favorite Spider-Man movie outside of Spider-Verse. And this is probably among my top three MCU movies, just in how effectively it gets like the event of being a comic book movie. So I'm still just so blown away that this movie even exists.
1: Aaron? No
2: pressure. I I, <laughs> I thought myself, I, like, when you guys had your reactions, I was really, really struck by how positive and how, like, effusive all the people. Heck, Spencer's review. I love Spencer Perry. I love. I'm a big fan. He is, he is a prickly gentleman. His, his review is very nice to this movie. I was like, what is going on? What is hiding in this film? It is. It lives up to the hype, which we all thought was impossible. We all thought there was no way. They can stick the landing. There's too many characters. There's too many villains. Is Andrew Garfield in here? Is Tobey Maguire in here? It all comes through. It's super emotional. Tom really steps into his own as Spider-Man. And I think that for me, it, re- it sort of cements that the Homecoming trilogy really, if you put it all together, is his first installment. And now we can get to the other Spider-Man pathos that you got in like the second and third Toby Maguire movies or Andrew Garfield's other attempts, right? Um, Just knocked out of the park. Wonderful, wonderful film.
1: Yeah, it's it's Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield both have great third Spider-Man movies. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, this. I I loved it. I mean, I think the experience of watching in the theater enhances it tremendously. The energy in the theater last night in Nashville was great. I thought it would be a little rowdier but uh it still was great i recorded the audio uh from the theater from when toby walked in because i knew it was coming and i wanted to have that uh recorded so that when this is released in hd i can do that thing that we did with avengers endgame but yeah i mean i think the experience watching the film is an 11 out of 10 i think the movie itself is like a. Probably like a nine um, because I can, I, I, as we're going to do here, we're also going to share some criticisms. We're not just going to, we are mostly going to gloat because it's a, it's a movie that we uh, all enjoyed very much, but I also do have a couple things as I've thought about it. I do kind of poke some holes or have my little things like, wait, why did this happen? Or what, what happens? Does this make sense? But overall, overall, I think the only thing that could have made the movie better would have been a another movie before it to lead up to this, um, or if it was split into two movies to make it even bigger uh, somehow, or um, it, to B would have been if we just if it had any surprises that we genuinely didn't know about because I felt like everything leaked. Like I mean, I felt I I, I know a lot of people were able to avoid spoilers, but I felt like for me it was really easy to just kind of see everything coming. Like imagine if we didn't know Toby and Andrew in the film, it would have been amazing. That's one thing. Um, there, i may kind of got spoiled for me on twitter mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff that got spoiled for me on twitter and it still worked like it still was very exciting and then the emotional depth really landed as well mostly because of tom holland's performance in that anime scene which we're gonna get to but i do think the like the only way you could have made it better was more build up to it because it felt like a sharp turn away from far from home story or uh Preserve the surprises in any way shape or form Because none of them felt preserved to me But my mom sat next to me and she Had no idea until we and Andrew were in the movie And I was like what she was like yeah They kept that secret really well and I was like No they didn't
0: I think that's yeah. The thing is that I think we are in the minority And that we are extremely online And it is literally our job to Keep an eye on all of this and to know what is Going on even if we don't willingly want To know information it still is somehow manages To come our way so being able to kind Of turn that off a little bit like I told my i told the people i was with i almost felt like a mom watching her kids open presents on christmas morning of like i know what's coming i know what you're getting in five minutes i know you're gonna love this i already know what's gonna be there but like getting to see the reaction of everybody else who didn't know that information was like so great like it, it only enhanced my viewing of the movie even as i already knew what was gonna happen for the most part
1: yeah um Mm, I wanted surprises, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I but yeah, I do agree with your feeling that uh, it does it does feel like see ooh this sad thing's
3: happening. Chris, I did you not uh, one thing I did feel like very surprised by. I mean, obviously we knew about Matt Murdoch and and Toby and Andrew and everything, but I got to say the the fact that this gets this essentially reboots Tom Holland in its own universe mm-hmm. and they start and he, nobody knows who he is at the end. He's yeah. in his own apartment. And when he pulled out like the classic classic Spider-Man suit, yeah. like, swinging yes. through, I was like, oh. what? That was a surprise for me that like, I didn't hear one iota about. And so mm-hmm. that, that ending was huge. I love that suit. I wanted more of
1: him just swinging through the city. These I movies, know. they just say they don't <laughs> let Tom Holland th- swing through New York until the final scene of the movie. And this one was so short, but the suit was so dope.
2: That suit was sick. I cried. Shout out to, shout <sighs> out to Jim Viscardi for calling that in the trailer reveal. He actually oh. said that that was going to happen when we were talking about the trailer and I can't believe it actually came through. I was like that <laughs> madman! Goodness gracious. All the people that get it right. Wow. We'll, commute, we'll commute his sentence one week uh,
1: So now let's get into some of the These aren't necessarily going to be in the order of the film They're just kind of in the in the order that I wrote them down Feel We're all just going to kind of talk So you guys feel free to just take this wherever uh, But some points of the film I want to talk about First of all, the scene with the three spider Bands talking When they all first meet on that rooftop The shot of them perched on the thing On that, that spire first With the moon behind them was gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, But then the conversation they had Uh, was was I I assume this is the conversation Tom Holland has been talking about when when he said it was just superheroes talking about being superheroes I thought that scene was great because it gave us kind of a glimpse into the worlds of Mm -hmm. Toby and Andrews Peters uh, since we last saw them and it also just put in perspective like this movie understood Spider-Man
3: you know what I loved about this mostly is when when these universes kind of come together. I I love that they didn't either change things just for the sake of changing them or ignoring them because it's easy to ignore them, but like acknowledging like the web shooters and making fun of all of this, you know, like when uh, when Sandman and Electro were like, "Oh, it better it's probably shouldn't fall and stuff you know they just made fun <laughs> careful of like, where you fall like, yeah 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 you made fun of a lot of great stuff that uh that i'm really glad they kind of tackled head on in this
1: yeah it was very it was very self-aware and it kind of had to be
0: But also like never crossing the point of just gratuitous fan service, like the fan service, there's so much fan service in this movie, but it never feels like you're completely derailing the story to get to that point. It's like every conversation that is had between two characters feels natural for those characters to be having. Like it doesn't, it doesn't ever feel like this massive detour to get to like the black Spider-Man conversation or some of those conversations on the rooftop or stuff like that. It all just feels so organic and fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Kind of like Toby's web shooters.
1: Yeah. When he said, when he <laughs> said I had Chris, I, I was talking to Chris last night when we walked out of the movie theater and I was like, Chris, I heard there." were, there was a deep cut Spider-Man reference. I forget what it was, but you were the only person in the theater who laughed because I figured, and I knew like you were the only person besides me who probably picked up on it. And I realized it was the moment where they were talking about the web shooters and Andrew Garfield, some web block and, and and Toby McGuire was like, uh, yeah, I had web block, kind of had like an existential crisis. And I heard you crack up and no one else in our 400 seat theater laughed. Oh and I was God. like, I was like, thank God I'm with somebody at least who's catching, I know he's catching every single reference here
3: there was like three or four times also i know i initiated a clap and it didn't happen and i was Aww. like the only one and i was like that's fine
1: i'll be honest there was a couple times i wanted everybody to cheer and clap but i just kind of went
3: oh just so
1: uh, just in case it didn't work i wouldn't be the only one loudly clapping in the theater also right after aunt may died in our theater it was real silent and you mm-hmm. heard choo, and somebody from across the theater goes Bless you.
0: <laughs> oh. I honestly think one person behind me fell over when Andrew showed up. Like he like le- leapt out of his chair and like we heard a thud. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like the reaction was insane. Okay, yeah, you so can now hear a, don't leave your yeah. feet without a plan. No, you can hear a pin <laughs> drop after Aunt May. Um, but no, what are you going to say about the Ned? The fact
1: that Ned Leeds was the one who brought them into that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think uh, it was a nice, a really nice, key, like pacing in the fact that we just had Aunt May perish, and then all of a sudden we're basically to the the excitement climax of the film is these two arriving. But the fact that Ned brought them in just in this kitchen uh, felt oddly convenient. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of like they're both they're, they're both coming through now. They're just going to for here. Is this Toby? Is it? To- it's Toby. OK.
3: <laughs> I thought it was like one thing. I, I'll be honest, like I've found Ned to be predominantly useless through this trilogy. <laughs> and so I really enjoyed the way they used him. I liked Ned so much more in this movie than I have in previous movies, because he's my always thing was you
1: saying that, Chris. Because your number one criticism of Shang-Chi is that Katie was the one who put the arrow through the dragon's neck with (laughs) with very little arrow
3: training. So you're okay, though. You're totally okay with Ned suddenly knowing how to use a sling ring. We have no idea how a sling ring works. They're not real things, are they, Brandon?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: watched Strange try to (laughs) use one, and he is the sorcerer. Well, no, Wong is the sorcerer. Well, also, but his his hands didn't
3: work, remember? he's like got crippled hands, so that could be it. No, but I mean he doesn't know how to use it he's just don't make that face (laughs) but i mean you know he's clearly mimicking the thing that dr strange does and it you know and it 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 opens for him so whatever
2: listen i loved this the scene i did
1: think i i still also think it was oddly convenient you know you
2: know you know what threw well, me off? Let you, hold on. Let, you, let Okay, sorry. sorry <laughs> I, <back>. I don't <laughs>
0: mind the convenience of it because that is such a comic booky thing to do. Like there are so many comics and big storylines where things just kind of happen to work out in such a perfect way, not at all in the way that you would expect those elements to come together. So it's like I don't mind it because it feels very clever. Like that when Andrew first shows up and it is that misdirective, like Peter Parker, but not the one that we wanted. Like that is so. Thematically clever and now that i think about it i'm like i don't know how else you could have brought them in in a way that would have had that like ability to let people react but still have kind of humor behind it so it's like yeah in any other context ned becoming a sorcerer supreme basically i would have been like oh this is a little weird or kind of shoehorned in but it's like they found a way to make that fun and also lend itself to the story
3: right i was gonna say had more of a um What's that? It's like a child like almost Goonies esque where it's like he doesn't know how he to use it. It's just accidental. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of accidentally happening. But um the thing that threw me off about the scene more than him using the sling ring is when a- and I know why they did it and so I- I'm letting it go, but when Andrew walks in and just removes his mask, mm-hmm. like I would I was like, why would Spider-Man just remove gotcha. his mask in front of these people he doesn't know? That kind that's, of threw me a, off. That was the only thing that I thought where I was like, mm, but I know why they had to do it. So, I mean, and it got the big reaction, obviously. So it's fine.
1: I will say, I just want to say this, because this is one of my criticisms of the film. Uh, and as Jenna just pointed out, there is a lot that you have to just accept. Like it is just like, it's convenient. Be I felt like a lot of this film was Like, all right, it's just awfully convenient. And it also feels like it's gigantic. And I know the Feige meme exists, but (laughs) it is so strange that like the multiverse and everyone who knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man is showing up and no other universes, no other Spider-Man characters or any villains or anything started showing up, if there is an infinite number of them, it was awfully convenient that we only got the two that got movies before. But that said, like, and and when when the Doc Ock fight led straight to Green Goblin showing up, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, so this is just going to kind of be like, all right, we're just going next thing, next thing, next thing. And Mm -hmm. then ultimately, it ends up being the most fun movie of the year yeah. uh it, it's it's definitely the most fun i've had in the theater i don't know i don't know if uh, we'll get to we'll get to ranking it and stuff but um that that's really my only that's like pretty much my only big criticism um other than the fact that i was like what the hell happened when they all just turned to little <laughs> gold flashes of light
3: but <laughs> well uh, the argument could be made though right with venom showing up in mexico the argument could be made that there were more of them popped up around the country that we don't well, really know venom about in yeah. the first place? Say
0: what I know that is the one. That, no, 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 no.
3: That makes sense. That makes
2: sense. That makes sense. Because if you think about it, the the symbiote was about to tell Eddie about like all the stuff it's experienced, right? Oh. The symbiote is a hive mind. It's met Spider-Man before, but not that part of the symbiote. They're a hive mind. So it remembers Spider-Man, but it's not the same venom from the Toby movies. So yes, he, he remembers what? Spider-Man subconsciously. He was probably about to explain some of that before it gets cut off and let there be carnage. So he deserves he could be there. Well
1: and that's what I so the symb- symbiotes can like yeah. can have a multiversal hive mind. Yeah.
2: I mean it's all comic right, book. I don't nice. know.
0: <laughs> like there there might be a Spider Man in the Venom universe that like that sim or like a symbiote in that universe has met and does know is Peter Parker. Yeah, I that didn't even think like about Jake that. Hall. Yeah. Sure. Air, air, thank you, Aaron. Like, that makes perfect sense. I did not even nah. think about that aspect of it. I don't nah. know. There's, You have to kind of like just plot force it into being a thing. So like I that is my one qualm of like, I feel like you almost could have not had Venom involved in this at all. And we could have just dealt with that at a later date. But like the way that they did it was still just perfectly fine. Even but, yeah. at the
3: end. Sorry. Even at the end of Let There Be Carnage, though, I felt like Venom recognized him. Like Eddie didn't know who he was. But Venom's like that guy and starts yeah. licking the screen. I mean, he clearly knows who Spider-Man is. Now, whether or not that's his Spider-Man is another you know, question for another day, but he, he knows Venom is aware of who Spider-Man is, is how I took it. That's fair. I, I will forgive all way. of this if
2: Chris, <laughs> if Chris Pine or freaking Jake Gyllenhaal ends up being the Spider-Man that he ate
3: in his universe. That I'll forgive <laughs> that. Now, that, that, that brings the question out. Tom Hardy goes back, so so that makes me wonder, Like so Tom Hardy is not going to be Venom in the MCU? I mean, I almost thought it would be funny if if sony threw shoehorn that that in credit scene in it let there be carnage without Faggy's permission and then Feige is like oh yeah I'll show you and then send him right back I think that's hilarious <laughs> I will
0: just say since, we, since we're kind of jumping around and we're getting into the venom of it all my theory about like where the symbiote goes after this it's like obviously eventually we will probably toy with the idea of it getting to Peter but I do think we, we probably won't have an Eddie Brock in the MCU in a traditional that's, sense yeah, I, I still think I think Tom Hardy if we see him in an MCU context it's going to be like a Secret Wars or some sort of multiversal crossover where he fits because it's like the way Faggy has talked about about Tom Hardy I think they're going to keep going with him because they know he's successful and people like him I think the symbiote before it gets to Peter is going to go to Flash Thompson at MIT so we're going to get Agent Venom because that yep. that seems like the perfect way to go about it and you still can have Flash be like this Spider-Man super fan and like this hero worship kind of thing and then he becomes Agent Venom he doesn't know who Peter Parker is at this point but he still has this like adoration for Spider-Man and then you play off of that by making him Agent Venom
1: I could see that. Flash Thompson annoys the shit out of me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's <kind> of the <laughs> so, point, though. Oh, I know, no, I know, I know.
0: Absolutely the no. point.
1: I say that in a complimentary to the movie, uh, uh, insultory to the character uh, <laughs> type of way. Yeah, the Venom thing, I just, I, I was like, wait, hold, hold up. I don't know why this makes any sense because it seems they didn't know until they transferred into this other universe and then they did and they went back. So, but anyway, uh, it's it, the movie really ultimately is just the perfect fan service film. Like, it's it's crazy that it gave us like almost everything we could have asked for in one Spider-Man movie, except for Miles Morales, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like right. I mean, I don't know what else really you could ask for. And that's why I feel like I don't know how they make another Spider-Man movie. Like My how, one,
0: they're going right. to get into clones. That's the only other thing we've never touched in a Spider-Man movie. And I feel like there's a way to do that now. You could There's, there's going to be something Various. formulated in this next trilogy. Various.
3: God, I sure yeah. hope not. <laughs> I hope not. What I really love about this movie is that I don't know how much bigger you can get than what we just experienced as mm-hmm. far as a Spider-Man movie. And I love that they have just rebooted it and brought it back down to like solo Spider-Man fighting, you know, fighting up and... I just, I love, I love where they've left it off at. And so hopefully now, you know, you get all those Iron Boy Jr. comments and crap like that all the time. And and, and I think Tom Holland has really got the stage, the stage set for him to, uh, to, to have some real comic book, accurate Spider-Man movies.
1: I could see some future foundation stuff because John Watts is doing Fantastic Four. Yeah. I could see Mr. Negative. Feast was all over this movie. No Miles, but we had lots of Feast and no Mr. Negative references. Um, so... Maybe that's all stuff we haven't seen In in movies as well And MCU loves doing Spider-Man stuff we
2: haven't seen yet I think he's going to End up working at Feast now Because Mm -hmm. he's broke and he needs A job and Mm -hmm. may work there and he'll just try and volunteer. Now, even though no one knows he's May's grandson or whatever, like a nephew, they'll let him work there. And then you'll get the Miles Morales and Mr. Negative stuff. Because I joked around, if you played the Spider-Man PS4 game, you might know where the next trilogy is going. If oh, you, absolutely. If you kept track of the Sony universe, you might know what's, go- what's on tap because it felt like we're just going to lean right into that, which is mm-hmm. strange. And also that Spider-Man ends up being in Spider-Verse, too, like the yeah. comic book series Spider-Verse as well. Mm -hmm. as like a main part of it so i i don't know it it seems like they're leaving the door open for that stuff Brandon. they're trying to probably backdoor that stuff in i would have killed for there to been like an adult miles who Mm -hmm. looked at tom holland and been like you helped me so much you helped save me man and -hmm. then disappeared he's like wait what like huh (laughs) and then meet meet him later Oh, it would have been great. That's all I thats all I was missing from me. Like, we mm-hmm. came
1: close. We the closest. Well, we didn't come close. The closest we came was that dialogue between uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man and Electro, mm-hmm. where Electro says, "Like, uh, I thought it was hilarious." Where he's like, "You, you got a, a pretty young face, or whatever it was." You're. From Queens, you help poor people. I just thought you'd be black. And then <laughs> Andrew Carver goes, I'm sorry. That was hilarious.
3: Um, but you know, uh, que- clothes- question about the uh the Venom thing that I wanna bring it back to Venom just a little bit. Now the Venom's disappeared. And mm-hmm. clearly in a separate universe outside of the MCU, do you think Sony is going to use Andrew Garfield to be that Spider-Man or Toby or whoever? Like you think they're going to have a separate Spider-Man? Because I've I been don't... theorizing for a while that they're going to have like MCU is going to have a Spider-Man and then, you know, Sony's going to have theirs.
0: I don't even think that like a lot of these Spider-Man spinoffs that Sony is doing necessarily need a Spider-Man. Like I I think that Venom can keep having Venom movies without necessarily needing him to deal with a Toby or an Andrew or some other Spider-Man altogether. Like I think they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. And then the multiverse can still be crossed in one way or another to where you can get back to having them go up against Tom Holland when the time comes
1: um i would really like to see like morbius be part of the toby Maguire universe
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i i'm i'm really i'm excited for morbius i think it looks good and i'm hearing good things but i'd like to see that uh that be part of that so all right we're gonna take a quick break keep talking when we come back in just a second uh we're gonna talk about easter eggs from the film um we're gonna talk about that big cameo at the beginning of the film <laughs> and uh we're gonna talk about the questions we still have after the film give us a quick break we'll be right back We are back on Phase Zero, bonus episode number six. We are deep into our Spider-Man No Way Home discussion, review, breakdown, all the things you want in one place that we won't just throw in your face in case you haven't seen this movie for some reason. Sorry, Philippines. Um, let's talk about – what should we talk about next? All right, Willem Dafoe, just cementing himself, is pretty much the greatest comic book movie villain actor of all time. He is just brilliant as as the Goblin. Uh,
3: it, 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 he's so good. I don't know that I've ever believed somebody with split personality so much.
0: I also just like there was that clip going around about how he wanted to come back if he was going to do his own stunts. And that is just that that enhanced my viewing experience of the movie the second time around of just knowing how how they approached the Raimi movies and how he then was like I'm gonna take that tactic and approach it to this movie whereas another actor I feel like would have been like just shoot me in CGI just give me any stunt double like I only want to be really shown from like the shoulders up and it's like Willem Dafoe understood the assignment and just chewed the scenery to the point where we don't really have the goblin mask for more than like two seconds and yet you still buy him as green goblin with that menacing look on his face it was just so good
1: the look. It's, I he know. has a look. He's sixty-six years old. He wants to do his own stunts. This man took Tom Holland through seven levels of
3: floor. <laughs> oh my God. When I he know. did when he did that, like pick him up and bring him back down and they yeah, were like- the floor. There's some serious wrestling moves going on in this movie, which I really loved. This Peter had like a web slinger suplex. I know. Like a this, power bomb. This might yeah. be my favorite
0: like Spider-Man stunts in a movie. Like between the swinging, like the swinging felt satisfying in the way that like the PS4 game does. And then just like the the stunts physically, it was like they, they understood how powerful Spider-Man can be in a comic context. And you didn't really have like the pluckiness that he had in the previous movie. So it was like it was just so fun seeing him hey, and then Toby and Andrew. It was plucky.
1: All right so didn't fit anywhere. reference I just had
0: oh, uh uh-huh. um, but like just the fighting styles in this movie and being able to differentiate between everybody was just so satisfying to watch. like the action in this movie was just top notch
3: and we can we talk about how cool it was to see the three spider men swinging off each uh-huh. other like they're uh-huh. they literally spraying webs into each other and slinging each other around when they were swinging around I was like that's incredible
1: mm-hmm. yeah it, when they all jumped off the uh when they all jumped <laughs> off that scaffolding together. It uh-huh. was just like, wow, this is happening. But also, you could see the moment where Andrew had his arm up on the ledge, and you were like, yep. "That's the leak. Yep. That's that's the that's the Photoshop he kicked job The lizard Jimmy in palace. the
2: face. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the lizard yes. in the face. The, the theater was like, "Hooray!"
1: <laughs> there were so many moments that were like, I heard uh, that when when you saw Andrew Garfield with the mask off and his arm up, the guy in the seat in front of me looked at his girlfriend and he goes, "That's the leak. That's the leak." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it was funny to see those moments And also the stuff that John Campion tweeted Also yep. made it into the film The three yep. of them standing together And of course Daredevil uh, Matt Murdock, great week to be a Marvel Netflix fan If you haven't watched I Hawkeye know. I won't double. I won't explain both reasons why We have another podcast <laughs> that talks about that That episode is available uh, But just in case you haven't watched Hawkeye yet It is a very good time to be a Marvel Netflix fan Charlie Cox is back, theater erupted for that as well Jenny, you're a big Marvel Netflix fan
0: not as big as Adam obviously nobody can beat Adam Barnhart caring about the Marvel Netflix shows but like I love Daredevil that Charlie Cox's performance and D'Onofrio's performance as Fisk is just incredible I, I love how early the moment is of Matt showing up because it is such a good gauge of like audience reaction and just how in people are into the movie and it is just it's just such He's in the movie for the perfect amount it's not too much it's not too little like and just having him still exist and play around in these larger parts of the universe it is like cool we now can see him show up wherever and it'll just be perfect. And uh, his, yeah, sorry. go ahead. I was no. going to say
3: I don't know it might have been too little but it was awesome. It was amazing to see. And the brick catch, I yes, mean Yes, the brick, yeah. Oh, man, fantastic. Anyways, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm no, sorry. No, no, that was what I was going to say. Daredevil it,
0: the the brick moment is just so perfectly executed. Like that the the laugh that the audience gave at that was just so much fun.
1: I do think um, that he had filmed another scene. I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but I Ooh. think that there was a courtroom scene uh-huh. that was cut out of the film. Uh, but I think that you can get everything that the courtroom scene creates for the film story in that sequence where he said, Peter, you may have dodged your legal trouble tru- legal troubles. I think that that just like, there was, I think I, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know it for sure, but if you remember on the first episode of phase zero we ever mm-hmm. had, we said Charlie Cox was in this movie. That was the big news and it went everywhere. And I got so many people blowing me up saying you're lying. You suck. I hate you. You are he's not going to be in the film. And uh, he was, and now going forward, I'm now just revisiting how we break news like that because Charlie Cox in Spider-Man kind of was one of those surprises that mm-hmm. I'm guilty of, uh, kind of getting, putting out there and maybe ruining for some people. I know Charles Murphy also had that out there as well, but, uh, I don't know. It's a blurry line that we're trying to figure out how to, how to walk that line. But uh, yeah, but I, ultimately what I want to say is we were right on year. Okay. <laughs> That's what say. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll reevaluate going forward, but we were right. Uh, I also want to compliment the shot of doc when doc ock was fighting peter on the bridge there's the shot where the big like sewer pipe thing Mm -hmm. goes over and for a second you're looking through this pipe and you only see a little tiny circle of doc ock Mm -hmm. and i thought that was such a brilliant shot hats off to john watts for
3: thinking of that speaking Um, of brilliant shots what about the way they handled spider sense in this yes holy crap that was incredible Mm -hmm. it's one of those where like the camera moves
1: yeah. Like uh, yes. further but him but zooms in. Yes. So you see more of the background or or the opposite. It might move closer but zoom out. It's like so the jaw's shut, more. basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
1: just shows yeah. how the world is getting bigger and also closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was those were genius. I really I love the scene where he walked out of that laundry room and was like, he didn't know what was going on. There was so much mm-hmm. tension. And he's just, there's a shot of him. Like you have Peter Parker. Yeah. And then you have Green Goblin and Doc yes. on one side and Sandman and Electra on the other. And he's just standing there. And yeah. I was like, Damn, that is a crazy shot to have. And then just Aunt May in
0: the corner, just burning incense. But like, no, that shot like took me by surprise too. Of just like the you you almost can't believe what you're seeing, even though they had been in the movie for so long at that point. Like I my the group I was with were talking and we're like we could have watched another hour just of everyone hanging out in that condo, like of all of like me and the boys just hanging out together, like all those Spider Man villains. It's just so surreal to watch them chew the scenery off of each other. Like that was just so delightful.
1: Yeah. I do want to say, I know I'm the only one who's criticizing anything today, uh, but Max Jamie Foxx's Max Dillon was the only one that felt out of character by comparison to the the character that we saw him play. Like I rewatched all these movies. I know everybody has watched these films. Max Dillon felt super different from Max Dillon on The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I guess you can justify by saying like, yeah, he changed when he got the powers, but he just felt kind of like, like a I don't know I don't know that Max Dillon Was like this cocky Slick character Ever before And all of a sudden This one he was Uh, And that was kind of I felt that was kind of weird All the rest were like Straight up continuations
3: I think it kind of It kind of like Came across to me though As like a phony cockiness Mm -hmm. Like he I mean that guy was um, I mean obviously He's night and day In the In the original Amazing Spider-Man 2 Anyway right It's once he transforms Into Electro He definitely gets More boisterous And I, I I feel like he still Had a lot of that but um, I wonder if some of that came through because he looks so different as well. I, do you think that you would still have that same feeling if he was still like blue makeup and, you know, if he looked identical from the original movie, do you think he would have felt different? If he was carrying himself the way he was like a Max Dillon saying like yeah. Max
1: Dillon saying, I'm st- are we going to talk about the fact that I'm naked in the woods? Like, <laughs> I felt like that was just kind of. I don't know. I, don't, I just didn't feel like something Max would have said. Okay. Max would have been like, "You're Peter Parker. Like, where's my
3: Peter Parker?" What's to be on? fair, to be fair, we've never seen Max naked in the woods.
1: <laughs>
3: well, now we have. So we don't know that he wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Jamie Fox <laughs> is in hella good shape too. Jamie Fox is <laughs> he is pretty jacked. What always, if that's the only reason they made him <laughs> naked in the woods? Jamie Foxx and I want to say this like, off. Can we, do, can we do a nude scene if that's I okay? <laughs> I almost would chalk
0: the characterization stuff up too. Like we know Kevin Faggy was a huge fan of Jamie Foxx's Electro. Like he always said like that's my favorite thing out of the amazing movies. I almost think he was like let's try to do this characterization uh, in like a less messy way. Like we don't necessarily have to acknowledge every aspect of Amazing Spider-Man 2 but we're still gonna like take what we liked about it and like lean onto it a little bit more. So it's like yeah his personality is like slightly different but it still feels like this is a natural way that makes sense for this character and considering just how much Maggie and Fox like were fans of what they what, what they wanted to do.
2: Yeah, he was the only one that felt different to me. Yeah. Aaron, sorry, go ahead. If I if I may piggyback off of that and slightly mm-hmm. like sort of switch, like yeah. there's so much about this that makes you really appreciate Andrew's little weird corner of this whole thing because he's the <laughs> only one that doesn't get three his villains kind of get a little bit shifted or like a little, mm-hmm. they feel a little bit different on the top pal- Cause I felt like the lizard felt a little different too. I don't yeah. think Reese was nowhere near as chatty in those movies <laughs> as he was in this one. He gets some real fun deadpan stuff where mm-hmm. he's just like, he's killer Crocs from the true. Arkham games uh-huh. in this, you
3: know, in a lot of ways, which just looks super weird. Go ahead. The quirkiness of, of Andrew's Spider-Man films is what made the Toby pep talk all the much better as yes. well having Toby tell Andrew that he's amazing. And <laughs> I was like, this is the gr- I could have watched that for 30 more minutes. It was so good watching those two go back and forth. Oh, really? I, You're amazing.
0: I just get chills every time I think about it. Just because Andrew Garfield has spoken so much about like how that, tri- how those two movies went how the trilogy would have gone and like how he kind of had just processed it and moved on. And just to, to see him now get this point where everybody is sharing love to him. And like even Toby in the text of the movie is like, no, 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 don't, don't be down on yourself. You're amazing. It's just like, it's just so good. Also, with, say this. Oh, uh, well, one thing I will say with lizard going to what Aaron was saying, it had the energy of that one Spider-Man villain that that's the that wants to turn everyone into dinosaurs when it's when yes! he's about so ago, and he's just like he's like I want to give you a makeover. it's like to turn me into a giant lizard he's like exactly it's like it had oh the yes. same exact energy it was so perfect he
1: tried to turn the whole city into lizards it was crazy <laughs> 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 their movie was funny as hell like yeah. but yeah I, I'll give you yeah Kurt Kurt Connors was uh, a bit more talkative than he was in, as a lizard uh, in the in the Amazing Spider Man but uh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I do just want to say I know every time somebody has a criticism They're like, you hate the movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I adored this film, I love this film I, I don't know, I, it's the most fun I've had at the movies this year It's not my favorite movie of the year But it is It is the most fun I've had at the movies this year And i loved it um, Alright, do we want to talk about Aunt May?
0: Yes
1: <sighs> Hold on, let me catch my breath for this <gasps> Oof. Mm, you guys can, yeah. is They're that already... going to be
0: your new like gnat falling joke or are you just going to make that joke what? Right I would now?
1: never yeah. I don't make gnat jokes <laughs> but like that was that I mean that was Tom Holland acted his ass off in that scene mm-hmm. and it Green Goblin is the biggest villain of this film and uh, I, I don't know what else to say about May's death other than it it just it it hit pretty hard, uh, and she said the, she said the thing.
0: <laughs> Finally. We finally got the thing. I know it like never probably was their intent to save that line for that moment. It's like, I I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later of like, what was this always the plan after Far From Home? Were we always building to this sort of point? But it's like, I don't mind that they saved that line to get to it with May because that moment just hit so perfectly. And then having it then be echoed with Toby and Andrew was just beautiful.
1: I really, I, I think they had a whole different movie in mind when far Absolutely. from home was made. Yeah. And then I think this became a possibility and they were like, we just need to do it. And that's why uh, a lot of the stuff, just the, the plot conveniences that we talked about earlier happened. And I think that like, they were like, we have this opportunity to get Toby and Andrew and a bunch of actors. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And I'm glad they did. I just, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's cra- It's just so insane. that This movie exists. Yep, It's so insane that this movie exists. Um, all right. Yeah, does anybody, Aaron, Chris,
3: did you guys want to talk about Aunt May? Uh, No, I don't want to cry on the podcast. (laughs) I'll I'll refrain.
2: Uh, Only funny thing I'll say is that when she said the thing, there was this light cheer that went up in the thing and then it went right back down because she died. Like, it was very funny. Like, it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, and we're back down to the emotional rock bottom of the entire film. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I guess that fits. That does. It's like, oh, that was happening. Oh, no. Peter Parker can't have anything nice. You can't have anything no, good. You can't have nice things. I couldn't. Uh, I was like, yo, how is she not dead?
1: When she stood up, I was like, how she's just fine. She just got hit with the glider that killed Goblin in the other for universe. And then she died. Uh, that was it. Was tough. They they faked us out with her being okay, and then oh, I was like, "Oh, you you bastards! You you're killing her. This hurts. This hurts." That troll, and then Twitter, Happy just rolls sharing. up
2: and sees her. Like, girlfriend
1: <laughs> why She's why like, did "Happy rolled up there. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> why?
3: You know why what? Happy rolled up? Because he's a stalker."
0: No, because his <laughs> <God>. got, his <laughs> condo he got was, blown up. He had
1: He
3: wanted to go back to couples
1: retreat. <laughs> but like, he, he immediately oh is no. like, what are
0: my insurance premiums gonna be now that my condo is just absolutely destroyed by green and was like, oh, on top of that, now my kind of ex-girlfriend is dead. It's like this is he was not having a good evening. Where did like, Doc
1: Ock do go? <laughs> for know. half for half of the movie, he was just wandering around, like he he fled the scene, and then was just chilling until he showed up in the statue. I Liberty. want a
0: one shot of wherever he went.
1: <laughs> Daily Bugle went from a green screen in somebody's basement to having a helicopter real quick.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that was, uh, but I thought that was hilarious when when um it showed that Jonah was really just like a dude in the basement. Yeah, he was like a dumbass Tucker Carlson. Standing there like, spreading all this crap that isn't true. Uh, all right. We got uh, my only other criticism of the film that I have and my, my three were that I thought Max was pretty different. Um, the plot was super convenient, but I didn't really care because it worked in the in its own sense and it really just served the film Um And uh, the other one was that the the CGI was not always terrific, not always not always 100 percent, I felt. But it was it was forgivable. So, listen, I had to bring criticisms because it would have been 45 minutes of us just glowing over this movie. I had to bring a few. And
3: those were the only ones I could find. I have a a question for you guys. I, I, I thought about this and I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think that Tobey Maguire was originally scheduled to die in this movie? Because it felt like. It felt like he got stabbed and that was a big death scene. And I don't know if they ended up refilming it for a happier ending. Uh, and maybe they thought that him dying would have been a little too heavy because well, the if fact they that He told me it would have taken away from the story.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
3: Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. I
1: I mean, no. I think I agree with you. I think maybe it was written as Toby dies because it was like we need one more emotional payoff. But then they may have tested it or something and been like, "Yeah, this takes away."
3: And I'm glad they didn't kill him. I mean, I'd I would have hated to see Toby die because (laughs) uh, my my eyes are already. I had to wear an ice (laughs) mask Uh, this morning just to get on here. It would have changed the whole experience of the film. You would have walked out
1: with a whole different perspective of the movie, and I think it would have been an opinion that was lesser if
3: Toby had died there, because it would have been like, well, they just brought him back to kill him. I but think- that's right. I, I guess I'm asking is, do you think that it was originally, like they filmed him dying and then maybe tested it and redid it? Because it felt like... It- it felt like it, it was set up as a death scene, and then he's like, "Oh, I get stabbed all the time. No big deal." <laughs> I
0: I almost <laughs> think because it's like this is the closest cinematic event we've had for Marvel since Endgame. Like this is the most Endgame ish movie that has popped up since then. I almost think that that could have been considered, but they almost it almost felt like they were playing with our expectations after how Endgame culminated in Tony's death and the the emotion of that, and how Endgame as big of an experience as it is, it is kind of exhausting to watch. Like you you feel the highs, but you also feel the lows and it is just you come out from it and you're just like oh my gosh whereas this movie had so many highs and just so many things that made it want made you want to rewatch it and want to revisit that high again so I do think I wouldn't be surprised if those conversations came up but they I feel like they also were kind of playing with our emotions and then faking us out by having him be okay sure
1: All right, we got to run through a couple Easter eggs to wrap this up. If you guys have any that I don't list off here, uh, please throw them in. But I want to point out a few that I caught in the Midtown High mural. You can see Howard Stark, Hank Pym, and Dr. Abraham Erskine from uh, the first Captain America movie. Um, Toby had web blocked during an existential (laughs) crisis, which is a reference to Spider-Man 3. Uh, Andrew caught MJ. That was Uh, such a great moment that had so much emotion for you if you have watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I loved that moment. I actually heard somebody in the theater go,
0: Oh, Andrew. That was <laughs> thing, like outside of like the big cheering moments, that was the most my crowd reacted was just like watching him catch her and then just his crying afterwards. It's just like every time I think about it, it just pulls on my heartstrings. That was just beautiful.
1: I also love how that was edited at such a breakneck pace because Mm -hmm. it was like slow motion with Tom trying to catch her. And then he gets taken out. And then all of a sudden it was like, Andrew, go, 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 go. Like, and then it was caught. Like as soon as you realized, Andrew was making the effort, he already caught her. And I was like, wow, they really, that was lightning fast. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Flash's book being called flashpoint in a story Mm -hmm. about the multiverse is interesting. Also on the heels of eternals, given that the DC universe exists in the MCU Is that a reference? Is that trademarked? Is Flash going to get a lawsuit? (laughs) Um, When the multiverse thing was opening, you can see Rhino, Craven, Scorpion, and some people are apparently saying Black Cat. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Rhino, Craven, and Scorpion. Well, Craven was just kind of this big dude with a spear, I'm assuming, that was... uh, Craven Rhino was not the big machine Rhino that uh, Andrew fought. It was like comic Rhino, like in this kind of like white sh- glowy little shape. Um, and Scorpion, same thing, was very much like an actual Scorpion tail that you could see. Black Cat, I didn't notice Black Cat, but uh, no, there's
0: like there's a, definitely a female figure like okay. in in one of those shots, and so like people like because I I I like paid attention the second time around to try to figure out who it was, and it does have big Black Cat energy to me because I also can't think of like who else it would be in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah. It looked like there was a lot coming through. It kind of looked like infinity stones. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, Norman saying I'm uh, something of a scientist myself. And he also said, uh, the, what did he say later in the movie? Um, You're struggling to have everything you want. And I was like, damn, this is cool that the- <laughs> I watched those movies. I get it. Um, Toby telling Andrew, he's amazing because he is the amazing Spider-Man and uh, Toby with the back issues, mm-hmm. that was uh, actually a pretty funny meta bit because there's a story that Toby almost got fired from Spider-Man Two from fake for faking back injuries, and Jake oh, Gyllenhaal wow. only took his place, and he did this to try to, like get a pay raise or something. I don't. That's the story as I read it this morning.
3: Um, that he said he had back issues on Spider Man Two, and it almost cost him his job. Well, Spider Man, he's also got back issues in. Sp- I, I can't remember if it's two or three, but there's one where he falls from the. Oh I think it's back. three, and he's like, "Oh, oh. Yeah, my back!" You know, so he's got back issues in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were all the Easter eggs I caught. Did what about Ned? Yeah, Ned Leeds when he's like, "I promise, I won't be a. Su- I won't become a supervillain and try to <laughs> oh, kill you." Yeah. That felt like <laughs> foreshadowing to me. But now he doesn't know
0: who. Now he doesn't know who Peter is. Yeah, but when he finds out, when he finds
3: out, he might be pissed about it. And you know, in the comics, he becomes Hobgoblin. So, Mm -hmm. yep. But in this universe, he seems to have magic. Yes. Mm, Not anymore. He has it in his hands. The sling ring is gone. He doesn't have the sling ring anymore. My question now. now,
1: Okay, we have to wrap up. A couple questions that uh, I want to get out here. First of all, you just made me think of one. do they remember helping spider-man because it seems people remember spider-man they remember things spider-man has done do mj and ned remember that they helped spider-man or did they forget that whole thing was that day just kind of men in black out of their mind like what
3: i i I think that they have probably forgotten because i know that if you and i were friends and we had helped spider-man and then we were we forgot who spider-man was but we still remember that part i know every time i would see you i'd be like (laughs) Yeah, hey, you remember that time we helped Spider-Man, and that didn't happen. So I don't think they remember it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. But uh,
2: uh, Aaron, Aaron's got a thought. Oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking that they probably do remember helping Spider-Man because Happy does, right? Mm-hmm. But. They don't remember any of the other stuff. I don't know how. Maybe there's it implanted some memories of him, like storming away from them, or just like ghosting on them, or whatever. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that they definitely remember helping Spider Man, though, because she still has the necklace. Where did she get the necklace from?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, she just like will go like, oh, I've always had this. It's gonna Mm -hmm. be tricky. It's gonna be tricky. I,
1: I, my um, other question, we kind of addressed this is whether or not this movie was always the plan after Far From Home, or if this became part of that part of the story when that split and re. When Marvel and and Disney
3: and Sony started dating again, uh, I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I I definitely think not because I mean this is a one eighty from Far From Home. I mean, I I I haven't been very shy about Far From Home's not my favorite Spider Man movie whatsoever. I love Far it's, from it's, Home. I know you do, and you really let me down because uh, you got me all hyped up for it, and then I saw it and I was like, <laughs> Brandon, that mother no, uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't like Far From Home very. Much. I like the, the weakest in Holland's trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I I but I, it's I didn't, still good. I didn't care for it as much, but I thought this, um, this really picked up that slack and, and was just such a, such a better movie than far from home was.
0: I What do. is this?
3: Oh. Oh,
0: I do think there's a version of this if we hadn't gotten the multiverse stuff that would just be like Peter versus Craven the Hunter and like more kind of street level sort of like I'm dealing with my identity crisis and how does that kind of go forward from there? Like there's a version of that movie that would have existed. It's weird to think that we would have been watching that instead and we would be talking about all the intricacies of that. But like the fact that we did get what we get, I am so happy about See, it.
1: See also, I remember before the pandemic started, there was a version of this movie that was going to go film in like Iceland. yeah. And they, okay. there was no kind of scenery like that in this. They were scheduled to do a long shoot in like a very polar, like looking
3: waterfalls area. And well, I mean, we before we, yeah, I think she's right. I mean, before we caught wind of Toby and Andrew, I mean, the the, the trajectory seemed to be everyone knows who P- P- Spider Man is, and now someone's going to hunt him, and that was what everybody, where everybody thought it was going, and so. Yeah. That probably is what the story was originally supposed yeah, to be. I have to imagine that that, that is the case. And I'm, I still want to see that movie.
1: <laughs> but uh, And I think that it had that movie come first, it would have made this one even better. But I'm happy. I, I, that's not a complaint. I, I love this film. Um, when is this set compared to Hawkeye? Because in Hawkeye episode five, mild spoiler here, mm. you'll, somebody says uh, <laughs> that they want to go see the new and improved Statue of Liberty. In this, the Statue of Liberty is on its way to being improved and it is no longer improved because the shield falls off. And by the end of the film, you see that it is standing up just perfectly fine, but uh, presumably as it was before. Not as green as it is today. Maybe it got painted. It looked pretty back to its normal uh, copper colors. But um, yeah, I'm curious because we had Rogers the musical billboards at the beginning of the movie. But I don't know about that. It's all... They also wouldn't show the year on May's graves. I
0: know. Yeah, I I caught that. I I think everything up until like when he visits MJ and Ned in the cafe and it's like snowing outside. I think everything before that is like set before Hawkeye. And then I'm just going to headcanon that they like fixed the Statue of Liberty and it's technically like new and improved. It might not have the cap shield, but it's at least fixed from when a bunch of supervillains like destroyed part of it. And then like Mm -hmm. all of the snow stuff is just set like around the same time as Hawkeye.
1: So, when all these villains went back, <laughs> what the hell happens? <laughs> like, we're branch we're timelines. At? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess so. And I think maybe we see the fallout of that in Doctor Strange, right? Uh huh. Is Toby and Doctor I mean,
0: I was I was saying that. That's what night. everybody I was, thinks. I hope against hope now that he is alive after this movie that it's like the re, the idea of Raimi and Toby reuniting. I feel like would be so cool if that were to happen. So I'm going to just pet theory that until I'm proven wrong because I really want that to happen.
1: Before yeah. it was known that Toby and Andrew were in No Way Home. Before any of that news came out, I had heard that Toby was in Dr. Strange. And then it came out that he was in this. And I was like, ah, that must be, that must be the kind of somebody who was talking to me was onto something, but it was this. So I'm curious, um, if that, I I have no idea if that's true. I have, I genuinely don't know if Toby is in Dr. Strange, but it would be interesting to see if, uh, if that turns out to be the case, I hope it is. I, and I hope that if it is, I want to go visit Toby's world mm-hmm. and see and get a peek into it. I don't want to spend all that much time there, but I do just want to see it
3: at CMJ and stuff. And I'm going to theorize. want to I'm see sorry. more
0: Andrew Garfield. Yes, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I want Andrew Garfield to be Sony's Spider-Man. If we can do that, I would I would love to see more Andrew and, and, and mixing it up with Morbius and Venom and, and everything that they're setting up. But uh, I'm going to theorize that Doc Ock, when he goes back, is still going to die and it freaks him out. And so then he takes Toby's body. And then when we see Toby in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it's actually going to be Superior Spider-Man and Doc Ock's yeah. in there. That would be wild. That would can be, I, that's can a l-
0: lot. I also just say, I loved May and Ock's little scene together because like they get married in the comics. Yeah, and yeah so that was fantastic. Issue. So like their little salt or fresh water was just very uh, interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, because you're an octopus. Um, all right. We touched on venom, the Dr. Strange trailer. We can save that for Wednesday's episode of phase zero. Awesome. Uh, I just want to say in that trailer, end, you can see Casilius, which was, Ooh. I found interesting. Uh, he's, so he's back that's cool. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk, we'll talk about Dr. Strange on Wednesday's episode, episode number 50 of phase zero drops on Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, that's where we are at. Uh, now we have to go around. Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man in this movie. I said it. Who was everybody's favorite Spider-Man in this particular movie? Jenny, you're at the top. Yeah.
0: this is so like everybody really but it was like there I'm I'm torn between the catharsis of getting to see Andrew properly get his due and get his flowers in terms of just everyone praising him but also I have always liked Tom Spider-Man but this movie made me love him he really grew into the Peter Parker that I have known in the comics and that I've always wanted us to get to like he felt like that was there I, I had this whole thought last night of like I think part of it is he finally has a positive male influence that isn't trying to like belittle him or make him feel less or then like seeing toby and andrew just treat him for who he is was just so delightful and i think that's part of why he's now at this point aaron's laughing i'm curious as to why but yeah i love and An- i love everybody but andrew and tom definitely
2: um male socialization is weird so i'm just gonna <laughs> say that i think that that's that's a large part of this whole thing right uh-huh. um i really really did i think that tom Would have to be my pick because like there's been so I just I don't know if it's just being online too much. There's so much complaining like Chris knows he referenced it earlier. I get annoyed because I feel like in a larger soapbox context that we don't have time for here. There's a lot of you're not Tobey Maguire and you're connected to MCU and I don't like how the MCU does certain things. So you're whack as Spider-Man. And I don't know how you could make that point after this movie. I mm-hmm. sincerely don't like you have all the building blocks. All they have to do is that next time out when he's out on his own, just kind of hit it out of the park. You could even have it be just as good as homecoming. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you could even make the argument that he wasn't a good Spider-Man or like the Spider-Man. And it's funny. Cause I believe that for this like generation, the younger kids, like I have a neighbor who has three really small kids. That's their Spider-Man forever. Mm-hmm. Like now that's, that's done with It's It's over. Like after this, <laughs> Shut it down. Unless Miles happens, then maybe we have a conversation.
3: But yeah, totally Tom Holland. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's kind of weird because the Andrew movies have uh, been my least favorite out of all of them. But man, I loved Andrew in this movie. And I felt like he redeemed himself on multiple levels as a a character, as Spider-Man. Uh, it's, but it's so hard to pick. I mean, Toby was traditionally my favorite, but Tom also kind of proved himself and they have set Tom up now to be like a perfect Spider-Man moving forward as far as like comic accuracy goes. And I, it's, I mean, I love them all. I love them all so much. I think the valuable lesson to learn here is that, uh, in the way that they kept building each other up, that's how we should all talk to ourselves, right? We should just we should just treat ourselves kindly and build ourselves up and, and not let the little little voice in our brain uh, talk down to us, but instead just give us a hug.
1: My little voice never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I thought all three were tremendous. Um, and I just thought Andrew Garfield, though, just had the funniest bits, the most energized performance. I mean, Tom had the biggest range of emotion. I, it goes without saying Tom Holland had just his best performance as Spider-Man and, and the best overall performance in this film. But I was just so madly entertained with Andrew Garfield's role. Uh, and he was hilarious. <laughs> Peter three, when he was like, <laughs> like, like it was so good. And then, uh, when he caught MJ, the emotion that came through mm-hmm. there, um, and just, he just seemed really happy to be there. <laughs> like I just, it was, you could tell Andrew was enjoying playing this part again. Um, and uh i thought he was great and it's it's almost surprising to me that we're not talking more about toby Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: but but it was it just felt like there was toby the andrew had more like we andrew's story feels so much more incomplete with how abruptly his his franchise ended and tom's franchise seems like it could end here and be totally complete but it's not ending here it's going on and andrew just i don't know i loved andrew's uh version of this and i want to see Toby's world again, uh, but yeah. So that's it. All right. Now, really quickly, we're just going like you can use a you can use a um, a decimal point here if you want to uh, rating out of ten, and then we got to wrap up the show. Uh, Chris, you're I'm so sorry. You're at the top,
3: buddy. I, I'm going to give it a nine point five. I mean, I, I can recognize that it is not a perfect movie, and there are some convenient situations that kind of set up. But I, I mean, it's so it's so much fun. And I mean, and I had my kid with me, and he I, I've never seen him so excited in a theater. I mean, he leaned over to me so much, just giddy telling me how much he loved this movie during it. And, and for me that, that that's everything. So, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not completely perfect, but it's, it's, it's close. So, Mm -hmm. so I loved it. Mm -hmm. Jenna, what'd you think?
0: I'm in the same boat. It it might just be the thing of like, I've read so many comics. I've read so many events that do have little qualms that you can have with them, but the larger part of it is just so perfect that I almost feel weird giving this like a 9.5 or a 9.75 or something, but that's about where I'm at. Whatever little complaints there are with the plot, with whatever are vastly outweighed by the feeling that you get watching this movie and just by how effortlessly this movie works. So I, I st- like you said earlier, I still cannot believe that this movie exists, but I am so happy that it does.
2: Yeah. Aaron, what did you think? Um, I, I, Feel like this? I, I had to go back and look. I don't know how long ago Black Panther came out in sixteen or was it was it 18? eighteen? What, is, what, what year? Eighteen. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie since then. Like it is. Wow. It, it, my, it, I can't say enough. And I, I might be an easy mark. Nostalgia really works on me. Like, look where we work. Like we obviously, I love <laughs> old crap. Like I see Chris Kelly dressed up like a Ghostbuster. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, did you just also, call me old crap? well if the uh if the dentures fit you're 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 retro i i love i love you chris um but it is really like and and also it's not only 9.75 i think that this movie has the potential to prove to people why movie theaters are still important like why you still need to have these things happen in a communal space because the the people in my screening were not like us. They didn't read everything. When Charlie Cox sat down, the roof came off that uh-huh. place. They had no idea. Everybody's like, no way! I can't <laughs> believe it. Like, And that happened every 30 minutes. Every 30 minutes there was something else where everybody was like freaking out. And I'm like, I'm just happy for all of y'all. This is mm. so, so cool to see and I can't believe it exists and I can't wait for it to be on Disney Plus so I can actually hear the dialogue well, after certain things happen because her I am not hear yeah, anything I know. after andrew garfield came through that portal or Tony mcguire came through that portal i was like who's and somebody you want to tell him
0: doesn't it go on netflix
1: <laughs> yeah Disney well i don't those know
0: they're so weird i'm just yeah. messing with you
1: eric i'm just messing with <laughs> you <I>, yeah <laughs> i actually i regret not asking tom rothman if if the spider-man movies are gonna go to um going to go to disney plus ever oh no but because i think they go to netflix starting after well not this one that deal starts in 2022 oh,
0: yeah so
1: i don't know i don't know where this falls it's all it's all a mess
0: either way i'm um, gonna buy the blu-ray and watch it like so many times yeah So physical and we're media guaranteed.
1: Forever. yeah same i'm with you yeah. um and we're guaranteed just one uh one more at least one more spider-man appearance in a marvel studios film we don't know which spider-man that's all I'm saying. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to say this movie... Oh, God. So tough, because, like, oh, man. There's no right answer for you, Brandon. No. There, no, there isn't. I'm You're going to get obliterated. No matter what. what. <laughs> I genuinely, like, I think it's like an 11 out of 10 movie, movie theater experience. It's the most fun you can have at the movie since Endgame. Um, Shang-Chi is my favorite Marvel movie of the year, and I think that this is probably part of me wants to say like it's an eight point something, but I gave black widow a high eight and it's better than black widow, but it has a lot more kind of plot things that I was like, that doesn't really make sense. I'm sitting at like a 9.2, 3.3 out of 10 for, for if I were to give it a review and that's combining like all things, experience movie quality. And uh, that's where I'm at. Go ahead. I don't know. Roast me, whatever. I'm (laughs) I can't take it anymore. I can't wait to disappear one day Um, and just go to the movie theaters and nobody know and care what I think of it. But for now I'll deal with it. You can
3: come to my cabin in Montana with no cell service. You can come live with me if you want after I I retire. Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I think I only like watching Yellowstone because I don't share my opinion on it and nobody can tell me if I'm right or wrong. (laughs) (laughs) it's not a comic book for the show uh, all right guys that's our show today we will have more to talk about on wednesday we ran way over time we got to wrap up now and so aaron follow him at summit lake hornet follow chris at chris killian um and at ck comedy on instagram and hey it's jenna lynn on Twitter, on instagram on all the things uh follow us uh, if you dare and you can find me wherever you want if you uh never mind. All right. That's bonus episode number six. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Share your thoughts with us. Rate it out of 10. Send us your tweets if you want to talk more. We love talking about it with you. Um, have a good weekend.
3: Bye. Bye, everybody.